Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy, on for a solo episode and happy Infrastructure Week. Just kidding. I'm not going to talk about politics on this podcast, even though I pretty much exclusively listen to political podcasts. If you didn't know, now you know. I would like to listen to something different. But I'm so drawn to political podcasts, and I've been trying to examine why. I mean, I'm interested, of course, in like what's going on in the world and what's going on in the country, but it's also horribly exhausting to hear and feels like there's no resolution. I don't know. I think for me, it's like some sort of escapism. Like it, it, I mean, it does apply to my everyday life very much so. Decisions that politicians are making and what's going on very much affect my life. So no, that's not it. I don't know what it is. I think the point that I led, the point being why I led with this to begin with on a podcast about wellness and fitness and self-care is that I would like some recommendations for different podcasts. So perhaps I'm not exclusively listening to NPR and The Daily and watching... (laughs) MSNBC in the evenings because that's what I'm doing now. I'm like that. I'm old. I watch the news at night mostly because it's honestly comical and ridiculous. And again, I think it's just this like, okay, I can just like shut my mind off and like I'm kind of being educated, but do I even want to be educated on what's going on? Yes, of course I do. But anyway, Hello, we're here for a solo episode. I pressed record and I was a little nervous because it's been a minute since I recorded a solo app. I have a list. I don't ever do this either. I have a list of things that I want to talk about because it's just, we, like, we need to catch up. We need to know what's going on. I've had such amazing guests lately, which is fantastic, but without the Wednesday snippet, I miss giving you a little update. So here we are. I will have a, like some other really great guests coming on too. So I do. I feel this need, like I got to get it all in. Like I have to let you know everything that's going on, what's been happening with me, because I might not get another chance to do it. I could always bring back a Wednesday snippet when I need to. We'll see. We'll noodle on it. I'll see what's going on. So yeah, I'm going to run through kind of typical favorite workout thing I want to talk about. Wild card. Uh, have not had many voicemails lately. Ladies, gents, so please call in. I want to know what you guys have been up to. I'm also trying so hard to stop saying 
you guys, it's such a Midwestern thing. I, it's a total pattern and habit that I have, but it's not very inclusive. I'll get on a call at work and I'm like, hey guys, hey guys, hi guys, what you guys doing? What's up guys? I say guys on the podcast all the time. And I'm trying to break the habit, but it's very difficult because I don't like, like I can't use y'all. That, sound, that sounds so foreign coming out of my mouth. That, that, that's not who I am. I'm not a y'all person. Um, I, I don't like folks. That, I don't, that doesn't sound good either. People sounds too informal. Hey, people. Uh, what, other, what are the other options? Ladies and gentlemen. I don't like that. I don't like girls and boys. That's terrible. We're, we're, I'm hoping there are not girls and boys listening to this podcast. I hope adults are listening to this podcast. I could say hello, adults. If anyone has any good suggestions for removing you guys from my vocabulary, I would love to hear about that too. Or if you're like, fuck it, who cares, just say it. I'd like to hear about that too. So favorite workout. Well, let me tell you, I am in a fitness competition. (laughs) Not like a, not like an actual fitness competition, like a fitness competition that my VP at work asked me to put together for, for our team. So his direct reports, his leadership team, there's about eight of us. And, you know, I, I was telling them all about my experience with Ray Street and sharing that. And they were very inspired and like, let's do something as a team where we're tracking. There's a winner. The prize at the end is a gift card to our favorite restaurant. So a restaurant of our choosing anywhere locally. You know, I I have team members in India, in uh, the UK, and then kind of across the US and West Coast, Colorado, whatever. And so my VP is like, you get, to, you get to choose whatever the restaurant is. So if I win, which I'm obviously going to win, I'm going to take myself and one other lucky individual to Boca. So what the competition is, it's, it ran, it's running from November 1st to December 15th, so 45 days, and we're using the Nike Run app just to track miles. So you can be walking, you can be running, whatever the situation, we're just tracking miles, and of course there's a leaderboard, I don't know if anyone's ever used this app before, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't have a fitness watch, so I just need to like have my phone with me at all times. I, in fact, went out and bought a new pair of leggings from Lululemon that have the pockets on the side just so I can ensure that my phone is glued to my body whenever I'm doing any kind of movement. So just to let you know, so far since November 1st, I have logged, and it is true like a log, like I'm not counting steps around the house or like steps at the grocery store, obviously when I'm like going out, like when I go out for intentional walks and intentional runs, I've logged 48 miles since November 1st. I'm recording this on November 10th, so 10 days. That's pretty good. I am leading by 20 miles. Well, actually, the first place is my VP. He has 74 miles. 
he's like been getting up at 4 a.m. and going walking, but he let us know he can't win. So I'm in second. I'm leading by 20 miles. So I think it's pretty safe to say that I'm definitely going to win. I am, I'm really, I, I, it's, I would, pro- I would probably be logging this many miles regardless if I was tracking or not, but it is just really fun to know every time I go, uh, go out on a walk or every time I go out on a run that it's getting me one step closer to a dinner at Boca. So it's very motivating. It's great. So that's been my favorite workout, just getting out for a walk. Um, I'm still doing runs in the morning. I break it up now though. This is something new. So, you know, I, I'm sticking with my, my regularly scheduled workout routine week to week looks like four days of cardio in the morning. I do that first thing. I walk to the Y, which is about a mile. Um, I'll run usually about a little under three miles because I, I just give myself 25 minutes of cardio four times a week. If I don't really set that parameter for myself, I tend to go overboard and just really like hammer the cardio. And I just don't need to do that. It's just not necessary. I don't need that much stress on my body. So I'm doing four days of cardio. Two of those days I run. And then the other two days I do the Stairmaster for 25 minutes. So this is new. Ashley introduced this along with um, my my nutrition plan that I'm still working with her on. And it's a nice change of pace. I mean, you don't get as much mileage, obviously, because I'm just stepping. Um, but it's been good. I can listen to podcasts while I do that. And that's fun. So it's like running. I need to listen to music. I can like zone out. The Stairmaster, I'm a little bit more mindful and intentional. It's just a little nice break for running. So yeah, four days of cardio in the morning, three days of lifting with Johnny. Obviously, that stays the same. And then I'm running the nipper stairs on Sunday mornings when I'm not too hungover. So that's usually like 50% of the time. But it's a nice goal for me to have to do it every Sunday. I will be doing it this Sunday. But I'm honestly so disappointed. And every time I miss, I want to publicly shame myself because I hate that I do it. Because I have every, every fucking intention on Saturday night before I go out, I'm like, I'm going to run the stairs. I tell, I tell people I'm going to run the stairs. I have like accountability to do it. And then, like I said, about 50% of the time, I'm heavily overserved, And I can't bring myself to move my body in the morning at 8 o'clock on a Sunday. And that is just where we are. My second favorite workout is... Somewhat tight. Okay, so let me just give you some background. I've been dealing with some hip tightness. Now everyone knows, everyone and their brother knows that I have tight hips. This is not my typical hip tightness. This is narrowly focused on my right hip, the front of it, almost like my a hip flexor. When I do a wide leg child's pose, right? So if my knees spread, my head on the ground, that is like the trigger point for it. So on my right side, when I do that, it feels like there's an iron rod down the front of my leg. Like it's so uncomfortable. I cannot sit in child's pose for very long because my right side will get so tight. It doesn't bother me 
day-to-day, like in my regular movements, like running, walking, sitting, I I don't even really notice it unless it's aggravated, but I really notice it when I lift if I have to squat or, you know, maybe do like a side lunge. Movements like deadlifts don't bother it. Movements like lunges, like single leg movements don't bother it. But I really, really noticed it. And I've talked about this before with some of the guests. I went to yoga not too long ago. um, And I hadn't been to yoga in like six months. And just feeling the difference in the sides and doing movements and like putting it in positions that I'm not normally in, it was alarming to me, the difference in my left side and my right side. And then as I started to pay attention, I was really noticing like, my right, my right side is, is way more unstable when I do single leg movements. Um, I think my right leg is stronger, but it will like get more sore. It will, um, it, it kind of fatigues. There's just like, it, I just knew something wonky is going on. And if I don't address it now, who knows what's going to happen right? I, my mind goes to, I need an amputated leg. I don't even know. So I go to see Eric, of course, movement wizard. And I, after I scheduled the appointment, which was like a week or so out, I was so excited to get in there because I was like, oh my God, the mystery is finally going to be solved. Because Johnny and I would kind of like theorize and like, oh, maybe it's this or what I'm like, I'm probably like not activating my left earlobe well enough. So my right hips fucked up. And I was like, I'm going to get an answer. I'm going to have the mystery solved. So I went to see Eric and the first session, um, we went through a lot of movements. And if anyone's been to Eric, you know how great he is because he's trying to figure it out and he takes you along that journey with him. And so we know we have this um, kind of starting point or, or this this movement or this position, which for me is that wide leg, wide leg child's pose where I can really feel the tightness. So he'll be like, okay, what is it? What does that feel like when you do that normally? Okay. Feel that in your body. Okay. Now let's try this. What happens when we activate your quads? Okay. Do an exercise that activates the quads, go into the child's pose. Any difference? No, Eric feels the same. Okay. Well then let's try, um, some manual release. And um, he kind of, you know, works my, works my mid back a little bit. And well, I have a very, very tight mid back, he said. So that's part of my programming is to lay over a foam roller every day for a long period of time because I am a modern working woman and I sit at a computer all day and I don't flex my back the opposite way. It's like always hunched over. So it's really tight. That's neither here nor there. What we come to realize is a variety of issues that's going that are going on with me. So the really the whole first session, it, we didn't really solve the mystery. We thought we had like a pretty good idea, and he's like, "Come back next week. Let's like try to work on this a little bit more." What we did notice in that first session is that I have insanely tight calves, likely because I front load my foot in a lot of movements. He told me I'm a toe walker. That was disturbing to me because I did not realize it. But then now that I know that, I do notice. I just tend to like walk towards 
like on the front of my foot more so than using my heel and leading with my heel. I'm, I, I run pretty often, you know, I'm not logging a ton of miles, but that's a front loading movement, the stairs, I jump rope with Johnny, whatever, it, probably the anatomy of my ankle, whatever it is, he told me your calves, girly, are super tight. So as part of my programming, I have to roll out my calves like every day with a foam roller and a lacrosse ball. And it is terribly painful. And really how we got to that was he took the gun, the massage gun, to my calves uh, for a couple minutes each. And then I tested and got into that child's pose. And it was the mo- one of the most, the, the most intense sensation of relief that I'd felt over anything was my tight calves affecting my right hip, which is crazy. So I'll make this story a little shorter. I come back again. We go through some more testing and he's theorizing and kind of prodding around. Um, And what we come to realize and come to find and the solving of the mystery is that I do not engage my outer hips very well. And something is also related to like how my torso interacts with my outer hips. If you're listening and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's truly remarkable and incredible how he comes to these conclusions. But I shit you not, when I do exercises, which he's giving me a variety of exercises, when I do exercises that activate my outer hips, muscles that I don't naturally... pardon me, engage and use properly. When I do these exercises and then I get into that child's pose, the tightness in my hip is almost completely gone. It's nuts. It's crazy. So what I'm doing every day is is doing my hip exercises. This is kind of tying into my favorite workout, my favorite workout, my walks, and then also these hip exercises because of the relief it brings to my right inner hip. It's insane how the body works. I'm fascinated. If I was, you know, back and going through school again, I think that I would be really interested in like some kind of like movement specialist, physical therapist, whatever, because it's just, I would just love to know how to always just feel good. Like if there's a pain, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, what am I not activating properly? But I just really encourage people. And he, when he came, when I came to see him, he was like, I'm really glad you came at this point because this is not necessarily a problem now. It's not inhibiting me from doing anything that I like to do. Like it's not even pain. It's not even a, it's, it's not even a pain. It's just tight. It's just extra tightness. Um, but he's like, I'm really glad you came to me now because this is something we can work on and we can improve and it's going to improve your squat. It's going to improve, you know, just overall how you move throughout the rest of your life. So kudos to me. I'm amazing. If anyone's listening and they've been having a weird thing, a weird tightness, something's going on, just go see Eric. You pay him some money. He see, you see him for an hour. You don't have to like run it through, you know, just give him, it gets a flat, flat fee and you are on your way to recovery. No doubt about it. It's no surprise to anyone at this point that Bar Seso is my favorite bar in OTR. 
It is a deep form of my self-care to post up with a glass of wine on a Thursday night or a spritz on a Sunday. If you haven't been there yet, you've definitely seen the cute patio and the cozy bar on my Instagram stories. But did you know about the other beautiful spaces that are only available for private events? Pay attention because this is perfect for the holiday season coming up. Let me give you a rundown on the spaces they have available for you to rent. Upstairs above Seso is called 1208 Room. There's a gorgeous, sophisticated room with a grand pool table, Sono speakers, two TVs, and also a room with the most incredible couch and library you've ever seen in your life. This space could be perfect for special events, photo shoots, birthday parties, holiday parties. Then there's also the carriage house, which is right next to Say So. It has a full kitchen, living room, stunning bathroom, and easy access to the patio and private access to Soralina, Say So's wine shop. With all the spaces, a dedicated cocktail server will bring Say So to you. Or customized beverage packages are available if you want a stocked fridge, batched cocktails like their amazing margaritas, or bottle service. Listen, don't take my word for it. Go check out their Instagram at bar underscore say so to see the spaces for yourself. What the Fit listeners will get a free bottle of sparkling wine. Mention What the Fit when you book. For more info on throwing the chicest party or event that your friends have ever been to, email Chris, that's C H R I S, at barsayso.com. Oh, and invite me. I have always had an interest in helping to share stories and helping people through those stories to feel a little bit lighter or help themselves get through a difficult time or, or just kind of be inspired in general by how amazing and awesome human beings are. That's why I do the podcast. And so recently I joined the Emerging Leaders Board for Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish, I'm sure many people have heard of it, right? It's the organization that grants children with a critical illness a wish. And that wish is, you know, an experience. I had the idea in my mind, or maybe just, you know, a, a majority of their wishes are kind of like this Disney experience, which, which people do. And that's fantastic. I also had in my mind that this was like a last chance wish kind of thing. Like these, these kids with critical illnesses, like perhaps we're not going to make it. But in reality, those wishes, those kind of last chance wishes that they grant are a really low percentage. Like in general, they they really are just looking to give children the opportunity to experience something that they dreamed up, that their imagination let them think of, that just gives them the courage and the resilience to comply with their medical treatments. You know, it gives the parents, uh, a feeling to be optimistic. Um, it, it just, you know, it just like helps them get through a really tough time. And I really can't think of, of a better way to spend my time than being on this board and, and helping out this organization because just imagine, like imagine you're going through a, your own 
kind of traumatic illness or like what that feels like when you're not feeling your best or you've been diagnosed with something. And then imagine that it's a child. Like it's just, it's, it's not a fun thought to imagine, but it is a fun thought to think about, hey, I can help grant a child a wish and they can feel a little bit better and get on with their day and their parents can feel a little bit better and have the strength to be there for their, for their child. So all of this to say, um, I was, it was invited to be on the board by past guest <clears throat> Elena Martella. Her story is incredible. I loved hearing her story. Um, she has a podcast, Girls with Guts podcast. She does the morning traffic. Um, but she was the one, if you, if you haven't listened, certainly go back and listen. But she essentially like died in the hospital because her intestines twisted around themselves and died, essentially. And she had to get a large part of them removed. She's, you know, still struggles with with health, with health concerns, but she remains so optimistic and like so vibrant and so vivacious. I've, I've had a chance to, you know, become friends with her outside of the podcast. And I think you probably, if you listened, you heard me on the, on her episode, just be like, Oh my God, aren't you so like mad? And she's like, no, like this is my life. I'm staying strong. I'm doing it. Anyway, she was granted a wish. So she's, you know, very actively involved in the organization I think about, you know, past guest Cody O'Connor, who's walking across the nation to raise money for children and their families that are going through cancer treatments. And I don't have right now the capacity to walk across the country to raise money. If I did, though, I would. That sounds like an incredible challenge. So the very least that I can do, right, is kind of is be a part of this board and and help them raise money for Make-A-Wish. All of this to say, we are just starting our first fundraiser. So you're going to see, you know, probably lots of posts, lots of outreach, lots of requests for people to donate. Uh, The link will be in my Instagram bio. You've really got to be following me at Chrissy Rubio. That's K-R-I-S-S-Y-Y-R-U-B-I-O. Um, you gotta be following me so you know what's all the stuff that's going on. I'll also put it in the What the Fit Instagram bio at What the Fit Podcast. There'll be a link for the fundraising page. It's that time of the year too. Everyone's kind of reaching out for donations. I totally understand, but if you're in the position to give something this holiday season, I can't believe we're like in a holiday season. It, it, I, I'm like I'm not there yet. That'll be a separate episode. We'll talk about holiday seasons. I'm not there yet. I'm trying to enjoy fall, but it's the time. I'll play on I'll play on that time of year at least. Check out the link. Check out my page. Any donation amount, seriously, would be so so appreciative. This is again just a way a way for me to give back in a really intentional way and help just like lighten the load for everyone, which again is like what I want to do with this podcast. Let's just lighten our load a little bit where we can. There is also going to be some really fun fitness events, of course. How could I how could I try to raise money for a cause and then not somehow loop it into fitness? So I'm going to be partnering with um, some local favorites. I'm not going to give too much away. I'm still ironing out some details. But this will all be going down in the next four weeks because we're only running the fundraiser for a month. So it's a pretty short period of time. 
but I'm going to partner with some, some local peeps to put on kind of like a sweat for a cause class. So it'll be fun chance to get together, maybe check out a studio you've never been to before. Um, you know, we'll charge something like $20 for the class. 100% of the proceeds are going to make a wish. So be on the lookout there. I know for sure I'm doing one with Johnny. We're going to do a Saturday morning group strength workout. So if you've been, you know, thinking about checking out Performance House or just want to come see the space, get a taste of the kind of training that I do with him, this will be the perfect opportunity. You can go get out and sweat for a cause. So lots more information, but just wanted to give everyone the heads up. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes too. If you can't find the link and you really want to donate, just DM me. Uh, We're going to be doing a really fun uh, party and event kind of to celebrate the end of the fundraiser, which I'll be sharing more information on. It'll be in December um, at Queen City Radio, and they're honoring a wish that they granted for a little boy. Uh, he was two and a half, and he his wish was he wanted to celebrate seven holidays in seven days. And so this wish just got like tons of exposure, tons of attention. People from all over the country wanted to help him out. Um, I, they celebrated like birthday, 4th of July, St. Pa- Patty's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and his birthday. And they had like, you know, different, you know, themes and parades and all kinds of stuff. And um, it was just like a, a really kind of spectacular showing for this for this little boy with a critical illness. So we're, we're honoring that wish um, with the party at Queen City Radio. And it's a costume party and you get to dress up in one of those seven holidays. So you can do like Christmas, you can do Halloween. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, but there also will be prizes for the best costume. So anyways, more to come on all that. I want to put it out there again in a position, if you're feeling generous, feeling like making a difference in a child's life, would really, really, really appreciate um, um, a, a little donation. So if again, questions, um, DM me, be on the lookout for sweat for a cause classes. Those will be really fun. Those will be really fun. It'll be just a really great chance for us all to connect and see each other. I guess in relation to the sweat for a cause, I have quite a few live events coming up and these will be a little atypical. So we're we're used to seeing live events at Comfort Station, which has been great and fantastic. They're amazing. Um, But I've I've gotten some kind of requests for collaborations and partnerships with some different people at different venues. So I've got a lot of stuff cooking, a lot of stuff cooking as if I needed more and more to do, but this is the shit that I love and that lights me up. And I feel like I'm actually, I don't know, just doing something for someone else that's not myself. Like it's just a chance to, I mean, make a wish, these live events, everything is just like a chance to get out of my own head, my own shit. I'm, I'm going through some like very serious burnout situation with work, which is, I know, no surprise to anyone. I hate even talking about it because it's annoying, but I think also really important to talk about burnout. And I'm so experiencing it. 
And I, I just pushed through all week because that's what you got to do. Head down, get through it, make it through the weekend. And the weekends, I'm, I'm good. I'm not working on the weekends. I'm able to like relax and, and hang out and do fun things. But I just feel, and then like the week starts and I'm like, I can't keep up with my to-do list. Like I, I feel like I need eight hours of uninterrupted time on cocaine just to get done with everything that I need to do. And, I would, and then I would feel so good. Like if I could just get this to-do list cleaned off, cleared up, then I would feel better. But of course that's not going to happen because it's just things are going to continually add on. And I'm, I'm working all day where if I do have that free time on the weekend, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not spending, I'm not going to do this. I'm not spending time. So if you're listening and I owe you an email or if I owe you a text, I thank you for your patience and thank you for giving me grace. It's just a lot going on. And I know a hundred percent for certain, I am not the only one feeling this way. And I don't want this just to be a conversation of me complaining about work and complaining about being burned out. I, I have every intention of kind of continuing this conversa- conversation with others too about burnout and what we can do and how we can just like get out of this vicious cycle. Cause that's what it feels like this vicious cycle and something else is going on behind the scenes, right? It's not just about Maybe me being so busy with work, like there's definitely some internal shit that's wrapped up in like, hey, why can't you say no? Why did you go out and join a nonprofit board and schedule three live events and five workouts? <laughs> if you're saying you're so busy, why don't you just sit down and relax? I don't have the answers. I'm not perfect. Just here sharing. We'll we'll keep we'll keep talking about burnout. Um, anyone else feeling burnout and you just want to talk about it? Let's just talk about it. I would love to hear. Uh, I think it just helps to like you know get it out, release some of that energy. Okay, wild card. We have not talked about this in a long time, and I think it's because of my state of mind that I have not been paying attention to what's been delighting me. And it's so important. I feel like I've just forgotten. Okay, well, I'm going to give myself grace. These last, what is it? November? Okay, since June. June is like when my life flip-flopped upside down and I don't know where I landed. I haven't, I've gotten away from some of my, my self-care practices that I really hold near and dear. But the good news is I'm not going to dwell on the fact that I lost them. I will likely lose them again. It will come and it will go. What I'm going to focus on right now is that I was reminded that I want to think about what delights me and be really mindful and share about delights. So this is going to sound contradictory, but the thing that is currently delighting me is fall walks. Okay, that's not contradictory. I really just feel like I need to appreciate fall. Fall to me like just happened yesterday. It just all of a sudden became fall. Like there were leaves are changing, there are leaves on the ground. I feel like last year, our, our fall was so long and I was so appreciative and I loved it so much and I got to look at it all the time. And now I feel like it just like popped up in front of me when I was least expecting it. So I want to use whatever time I can 
which I really appreciate. So fall is delighting me in general. Seeing the mums, seeing the trees. I really need to plan one more thing to add to my fucking list. I really want to go over to like historic Newport area and walk around because the houses are like meant for fall and there's lots of pretty trees and it's like a little bit spooky and I know we're like past spooky season but Halloween like came and went too fast so my brain is like kind of still stuck in October even though it's November so I just want to experience those vibes so fall walks are delighting me but then also simultaneously this is where the contradiction comes in Walking through Washington Park, which in this moment on Wednesday, November 10th, is beautiful fall. I like to walk through Washington Park and listen to Taylor Swift and cry. I haven't listened to Taylor Swift's albums. Right now, specifically, I'm focused on Evermore. I haven't listened to the album since like last year, end of last year, when I was like all about it. You heard me talking all, all the time. It was such a delight. And now, after recent life events, the albums have really taken on a whole new meaning for me. And they make me cry. And not in a sad way, but just in an emotional release way. And it's cathartic and it feels necessary. And so, wow, you may be listening and saying, Chrissy, we're concerned. You're delighting in your tears. It it is a delight to me. And, you know, we're going to take baby steps to get back to identifying what else has been delighting me because honestly it was like even hard to come up with that one delight. No, I'm trying to think. Okay. Let me try to think real quick. What else is delighting me? Okay. I know this is also another good update. I'm watching The Sopranos. I kind of hinted that I wanted to start watching The Sopranos I was a little intimidated by the fact there's like, I don't even know how many seasons. I didn't even look. I just blindly fucking hit play and said, we're doing it. I'm starting The Sopranos. And wow, it is a delight and such a surprise. Anyone that's watched, you'll understand. If you haven't watched, I kind of don't want to give away the surprise because that's half the delight for me was going into it thinking it's going to be this way. Like I thought it was going to be like a gangster movie and like mob movie and not that it's not like that, but there are so many more like intricacies and just stories about humans and kind of the modern day of the time, which I don't even know when it was filmed, like the early, late nineties, early two thousands. I don't know. That's kind of what I get from like the color of their eyeshadows and the style of the hair. But that's been a true delight. And I'm in it. I am in it with Tony Soprano. I am in it with his wife, which I can't even think of her name right now. Carmela with her fucking little, she she wears these like little tight zip up vests, like workout outfits. Oh, they're to die for. I love them so much. But yeah. Okay. That's a delight that I, that I, forgot about. Anyway, okay, that's it for now. I'm really glad we got to catch up. Please call the voicemail. I want to catch up with you. What have you guys been up to? I I really feel very out of touch. Well, it's good to get guests and I'm I'm always happy of course to to meet new people, share their stories, get inspiration, funny times, laugh, giggle, cry with them. It's nice to to be able to touch in too. So I hope you enjoyed it. Consider donating to make a wish, please please, please, please consider to come out and do our sweat 
Sweat for a Cause classes that will be announced very soon. In order to get all that information, you must be following me at Chrissy Rubio. That's K-R-I-S-S-Y-R-U-B-I-O. I think that's all. I appreciate you very much. Share all this to your socials. Share um, my Make-A-Wish page. Share, share, share. Spread the word. Spread the word. Talk about me. Talk about me. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.